get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial... Comedy Soundcast Soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Saluto, Nestus, me, Tyson Saner, and I am your every other weekly host for this particular week's episode of Succotash that happens to be number 308. Welcome to it. Last week in episode 307, my co-host and your every other show host, Mark Hershon, who is also the executive producer of Succotash these 11 plus years, dipped into the archive to revisit, indeed rebroadcast, episode 88 of Succotash when it was still called Succotash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. And yours truly was still the associate producer, sending in three or so clips an episode to help total an average of six. That was what it was like listening to Succotash in 2014, and you should know that the clips contained in that episode were from the Soundcast's Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, the premiere episode, I should add, John Dredge's Nothing to Do with Anything show, The Jocularity Show, Geeks with Wives and Capes, The Crunch Time Show, What a Pair of Trousers! Exclamation point, Old Enough to Know Better, Like I'm an Idiot, and Picnic Time Podcast. That makes nine podcast clips. Ten if you count the snippet of Chopak Hollywood Hour, and why wouldn't you? And that episode also had two full bursts of Durst from raging moderate Will Durst for good measure. Oh, and also a Henderson's Pants ad. Air-cooled culottes, I believe. You can find that episode in episode 307, as previously stated, or you can go to the show archive at www.succotashshow.com and find it in its original form between episodes 87.5 and 89. This week, I've got a show of firsts for you. Three of them. Three clips, each from a debut episode of a soundcast. These clips are from the soundcast's The Tumblr's Willy podcast, No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy, and Just Say Julie. I may also have an ad from our longtime fake sponsor Henderson's Pants for you somewhere within this episode. Alright, without further delay, let's get to the clips. First up, The Tumblr's Willy podcast from Starburns Audio. In its show description, it says, Tumblr's Willy is the longest-running TV drama in the world, so how come you've never heard of it until now? Maybe you're a cultural sloth, or perhaps you've just been busy chasing your dreams. Whatever, now's your chance to discover what you've been missing for the last 120 years. Join American sitcom writer Andy Bobro and UK children's author Andy Stanton as they take a deep and incredibly dumb dive into this most British-est of shows. If you've got any sense at all, you won't believe your ears. So the clip I've selected is from episode posted March 15th, 2022, which is their episode one, called Silence and Sound. The episode description says, Welcome to the Tumblr's Willy Podcast. In our first episode, we introduce you to the show that needs no introduction, Tumblr's Willy. We talk about its origins as a radio show, how it got off to a shaky start, and yet was an instant hit. You'll hear all about the trials and tribulations of those early years before Tumblr's became the cultural juggernaut that it became even though it was, of course, a juggernaut from the start, but it also became one. Okay. So let's talk about the genius of that very first episode. Mm. 
Can you imagine hmm. how they must have felt back then, broadcasting the show for the first time? And they had no idea that it was going to run well, a- actually, for over 100 years. S- actually, sorry, some of the cast and crew did know that at the time. Ah, ah that, That's ah. since been verified that they actually... Sorry, I should explain Got that. It. It's been verified that some of the cast and crew did actually understand, mm. even at the time of recording, that it was going to run for over 100 years. They, they uh-huh, absolutely did uh-huh. know that. And, uh, wow. Yeah, uh, they found that by analysing some of those early recordings, you know, uh, uh-huh. analysing them with uh, waveforms. Wave and, you know, a lot yeah. of those waveforms uh, have tested massively high for surety. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, which it's incredible. I didn't know that. Wow. See, that's that's great. That's what this podcast is for. I mean, that's what we're doing. Exactly. It's hidden gems, really. It's It's hidden gems. Amazing. And we'll unearth many more along the way, I'm sure. So, <laughs> I'm sure. Again, okay, so this first episode, uh-huh. it's 1902, the spring of 1902, I believe. Uh, it's early April. Correctamundo. Although I think the months were different back then. Yeah, I, they were still using the lunar calendar. So, right, uh... right, right, right. So it was, yeah. Well, it wasn't so different. Uh, they had what they would just call, uh, it, it was called a slightly shifted calendar. Ah. Uh, th- that was the phrase, a, a slightly shifted calendar from today. So uh, yeah, yeah, slightly shifted, yeah, working on the... Well, well it was comparable to what we've got now. It, it, it wasn't the same. Right. But right. It, it was, well, slightly shifted, yeah. Right, uh, right, right. And that was just to confuse the French, right? That was mainly just... Uh, yeah, that that was mostly the thinking behind that, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it paid off handsomely. Right, right. So, uh, so uh, April ish, April ish of nineteen o two. Well, definitely April ending. Oh, okay, yes. But 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 just a slightly shifted April from how we might understand it today. Right, right. Slightly shifted. Uh, so, yeah, okay, so uh, slightly, just a, a little slightly shifted. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we shouldn't dwell on this over much. Uh, of course, of course. So. April 1902. Well, a slightly shifted April. Right. But something extraordinary happened right off the bat, mm-hmm. which was that the main character, Tumblr, was not even in the opening episode. That's right. He was not. In fact, there was nothing in that episode at all. Yeah. And, you know, that may seem strange to us today, but but yes, the very first episode of Tumblr's Willy ever read, uh, A, did not, contrary to what the public might have been hoping for, contain a character named Tumblr, mm-hmm. and B, again, in contrast to what the public might have been expecting, mm. contain anything at all. It was just one hour of complete radio silence. Yes, complete radio silence. And that had never been done before. It had never been done before. It seems so bold to us now. Uh, I mean, who would do that? Yeah, many people thought it was a mistake, right? Right. And of course, it was a mistake. Yes. So they were correct. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, now it looks to us like genius, of course. And, you know, I think with truly great art, it very often looks, uh, it seems to us after the fact, like a fait accompli. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. What one considers the Tempest, for example, and uh, Shakespeare's Tempest, you know, one Uh naturally thinks, well, sure, everything's in exactly its right place here, you know, not knowing Uh that Shakespeare did that one by accident. I mean, that whole play. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, that right, one just, right. he, he just sort of did that one. He was just doodling and then, you know, la, 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 you know. Yes, I, I read that. I read that. Uh, he was trying, I think he was trying to write a sonnet. Absolutely he was. And, you know, it just kept on going, kept on going. And soon he's got yeah, this right, whole right. thing. And... It, it just got away from him yeah. because he had been told, you know, just don't erase anything, you know, just right. no cross outs, just free form. He was, he was doing a writing exercise. Right. And, you know, my question to you, Andy, you know, mm. was he wrong to keep going? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
In hindsight, no, 100%. Right, 100%. In another way, though, you know, maybe, uh, look, it's a great play. I'm glad it exists and yeah. everything. But, you know, yeah, yeah, then sure. again, we don't know what the world would have been like if the Tempest didn't exist. Maybe the world would have been even better. Mm. So, you know, it's hard, actually. Right, right. It could have been, yeah. Well, this is unknowable. It's unknowable. I mean, when you start thinking about these things in any depth at all, where do you stop? I mean, my, I think my first instinct is like, no, he should have written it down, you know. Yeah, uh, my second yeah. instinct is, well, should he? Yeah, right, right, right. And, and then, of course, my third instinct is always, well, split the difference. Yeah, split the difference. Maybe just every other line, just publish that. Every other line, right, and, and leave it at that. Maybe that would have been the fair thing to do, you know, for everyone. But, you know, for whatever reason, he put it out there in its entirety, and it is mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, people praise it to the high heavens, uh, you know, mm. absolutely unaware that it was nothing more than... Yeah, yeah, just a, just a cough, really, mm. or a fart. I mean, yeah. albeit a fart by William Shakespeare, but a fart nonetheless. Yeah, a fart nonetheless. I, you know, my point being, uh, if you do actually go back and examine the facts, mm. great works of art are, in many cases, you know, nothing more than complete accidents. Right, right, right. In most cases, actually, for sure. So you can find the show on Twitter at all lowercase tumblers, Willie, that is T-U-M-B-L-E-R-S-W-I-L-L-Y. Andy Bobro can be reached at all lowercase A-Bobro, which is A-B-O-B-R-O-W. Andy Stanton can be reached at Andy Stanton 15 that is capital A-N-D-Y, capital S-T-A-N-T-O-N, the numeral 1 and the numeral 5. And the show's website appears to be tumblerswillypodcast.com, T-U-M-B-L-E-R-S-W-I-L-L-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Next up, No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy, from Jeff Ekman and Ryan Kazmiski. Its show description says, A podcast where we play every Final Fantasy, using recordings from actual play sessions mixed with commentary from our future selves. Hosted by Jeff Ekman and Ryan Kesmiski. Pretty straightforward. So the clip I've selected is from the first episode, which was posted back in December 14th, 2017. They're up to Season 6 now. I believe Season 6 ended in 2021. So this is Season 1, Episode 1, An Unexamined Life. In which, the description says, Jeff and Ryan embark on a journey that many have taken, but no one should, to play every Final Fantasy game. I don't know about that. I'm going to be trying that at some point. Will they learn something about the games, or themselves? Will they lose their minds? Find out as a six-episode season one chronicling the first Final Fantasy game unfolds. We did it. That was easy. Thank God. We beat the main bad guy of the game, and we got the princess back. Done! 250 gold, man. You thought this game was going to be hard. <laughs> got a loot. We got a loot. Can you kill people with loots? You gotta go make the orbs shine again. Alright. We've moved on from princess savers to orb shiners. I'm starting to really like it. <laughs> right, I'm really liking the really game. like it? This is clearly early onset Stockholm Syndrome. There's something about going around to these towns like this. We've only been to this town. I know. <laughs> but I mean the way you were like, all right, now I go from the castle into the town. Yeah, Should we go buy another spell? Sure. Or a weapon. Like I said, walking around in the forest of the game. <laughs> well. 
It'll be interesting to see how it's long... It's gonna be fun to see the evolution of walking around in, in circles, <laughs> in, in, circles the in the forest. So, after playing for about two hours, we've saved the princess <laughs> and brought her back to the castle. And then the king, as a reward, he builds a bridge... <laughs> He builds you a bridge to the next continent. He builds a bridge for you. Which like, begs... <laughs> they've never needed to trade with Well, them. also, it begs the question, is he just, like, holding everyone in his kingdom hostage? <laughs> yeah, and everybody on like, this nobody's island allowed to, go? Nobody can go anywhere <laughs> except into the woods where there's only death. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the next it's town... goblins everywhere. It's like you could look across this channel and see that there's another land, it's like too. A, it's like a river. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a... Yeah. And and he orders a bridge be built. I mean, maybe the reason that key has been in Elfland for 400 years is that he, someone burned all the bridges down or something. I don't that know. That would be amazing. Anyway, needless to say, the explanation of the politics of this world are are just not there. So we don't know the answer to any of these questions. All we have right. are more questions. But anyway... As we cross the bridge, the opening titles of the game hit. New area. I ordered a bridge be built. What? (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, 1987, the year I was born. For what awaits the four, they do not know. That was the... Each cold open orb that 2,000 years ago shined with beauty from within, but now only darkness. <laughs> Come, start your journey. Return the light of peace to our world. I'm, I'm up for it. That was the cold open. That programmed was... by Nasir. Did <laughs> <laughs> all of the programming? Production of Square A-team. It's, This is the A team. They got the A team on it. Good thing. What? That's so weird. I've never seen something like that. So, this is the beginning of the game. Actually, I mean, that's what the games do, though. They give you, like, a bit, and then the opening credits happen. Yeah. They really had a formula. I mean, I can't believe it started with the first one. That's amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) No, they've, like, they got so much right here. And I also feel like <laughs> there's elements of this where I'm like, uh, that's why it's still like that. Because <laughs> yeah. they just always did it that way. <laughs> so we reached the second town and started realizing we don't know how magic works in this game. Okay, I'm going to look up temper. Temper. <laughs> that's got to be berserk, right? I would think. Okay, so Sweet. this description on this website says effect doesn't work. Supposed to increase one ally's damage by 14 points. What? (laughs) While this is one of the best spells in later versions of the game, Temper and Saber are both bugged in the NES version and do not actually function at all. Are you fucking serious? We would never have even figured that out. Like, we would be going, it seems like it does nothing, but I don't know. Whoa. So yeah, don't get temper, even though it sounds like it would be useful. <laughs> Ooh, look at this guy. Ooh. Ogre. Are ogres undead? Nah. 
ogres aren't undead, but what we're looking for is anything that is undead. Because we have this spell called harm, and we learned that it would only affect the undead. Right. You know, you you buy spells in town, and if they're even spelled correctly in a way that you can understand, <laughs> all you can do is go try them out. So right. we're just, like, excited to try one of our first spells. Yeah. So we got into a fight with a geist, and, like, as soon as I realized that geists are undead... Our caster who can cast harm died. <gasps> Dude. You know what's undead? Geists. Definitely. Damn it! <laughs> but he's dead. Damn it! Why can't I hit him? You can reach the show on social media, on Twitter, at... I want to say this is pronounced knockat, because it's not no cat. Uh, it's basically the abbreviation for the name of the podcast and then the word podcast. So I'm just going to, it's capital N, capital O, capital C, capital K, capital A, capital T, and then all lowercase podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Jeff Ekman can be reached at Jeffrey Ekman, all lowercase, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-E-C-K-M-A-N. And Ryan Kazmiski can be reached at capital R, capital K, Asmiski, A-S-M-I-S-K-I-E. And they've listed their main website on Podbean, which is no one can know about this dot podbean dot com. That is N O O N E C A N K N O W A B O U T T H I S dot Podbean P O D B E A N dot com. Hey friends, Bill Haywatt here. You know, with the summer months just around the corner, that means nights spent with buddies out under the stars, or sometimes just passed out next to your car. Whatever the occasion, it's always the right night for a pair of Henderson sleepover slacks. Whether you're crashing at a friend's place or getting your carnal fix with a one-night stand, Henderson sleepover slacks are just the ticket to making sure that you get as good a night's sleep as you can while still waking up refreshed and raring to go. No matter if you're heading back to work, or making that walk of shame back home by the harsh but cleansing light of day. Sleepover slacks feature an outer layer that unzips to form a snug sleeping bag with a built-in eye shade so you can catch some extra winks. And there's a removable, disposable inner liner that wicks away moisture and filth and whatever from your skin so you can unpeel it, throw it away, and face the world without needing a shower the next day. The nylon zipper doubles as a removable tooth and hairbrush, and the sleepover slacks double stitching can be plucked out a bit at a time to be used as dental floss so that you're looking as perky as can be for that big important meeting or facing the spouse. What's more, Henderson sleepover slacks are unisex, designed for both men and women who care to leave the very best impression when it comes to living indiscriminate lifestyles. Originally designed for train conductors, flight attendants, and United States congressmen, Henderson sleepover slacks are available wherever fine bedding and or camping supplies are sold. That's Henderson's letting you get into our pants since 1849. And now back to the groovy sounds of Succotash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Finally tonight, Just Say Julie from Julie Brown. Its show description says, Miss Julie Brown of MTV's Just Say Julie, Medusa, and Attack of the Five Foot Two Women, and more, 
talks anything and everything with sidekick and producer Benny Lawrence. Anything is possible on this podcast slash web show, so stay tuned. Yes, there's actually a live YouTube version of this show. Well, by live, I mean you can watch them on YouTube. Uh, And, of course, this is from episode one, which was back in February 9th of 2022. And its description says, In the first episode of Just Say Julie, the podcast, Julie reads title suggestions from Twitter and talks bachelor conspiracies with friend and producer Benny Lawrence. In this clip, a little about how Miss Brown and Miss Lawrence met. I do know sort of Spanish now. So you basically do speak... I basically... Me hablo español. So I'm trying. Me... Um, Me amo Jessica. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, Jessica is an I'm actress. Bilingual. I'm, I'm going to talk about you more. I'm calling you Jessica. I know, wait, should we say Benny or should we say Jessica? I keep saying Jessica. Uh-oh, was Benny a mistake? No, Benny's no. fabulous. Her stage name is Benny Lawrence. But because I've known her longer, mm. I slip. But from now on, I'm going to call her Benny. And you're yeah. going to call her Benny, And you're going to have a sneak peek. If yeah. you're really watching from the beginning, yeah. you'll have a literal... Yeah. These will be literal... Um, Easter eggs or Easter eggs, something. Yeah. Well, this is Benny. She's an actress and a writer, and we met in in, in the Groundlings because mm-hmm. we were both in um, a thing called the Power Wow, yeah, which is an improv. You sign up for it and you do four classes, and then you get to do a show. And the funny thing about it, it's very fun, but you are with improvising with just any yeah anyone. any level of person, and some people are so terrible you know the groundlings themselves are all amazing because a lot of it is just practice right and doing it and i think there is some some form of like you you just like get it yeah you you get it it. you get it and um beginning improvisers are sometimes so terrible it's it's unbearable to improvise with them and that sounds really mean but if you're up there you're going i don't even know what to do right now but if you're with one of the groundlings on stage it's like effortless so we were in this class which is intermediate they let intermediate people do yeah. power wows so that means they have a little bit of a clue but not a complete clue and there's some shows that were so bad right remember the one where no one laughed the whole time yes and remember the one where Denise, who was a friend of ours, oh no, she pretended to give our friend Kaylin a blowjob, and it was like, what? Like you, you're watching it happen, and you can't stop it. Yeah, it just, and the audience was like, uh, uh, you know, the good thing is, don't you tend to forget the ones that are really a failure? Yeah, no, I only, whenever they pop into my head, it's always the best one. Yeah, the me most too. magical one, the most magical one where something really incredible happened and. You know, there's a weird feeling like when an improv really works, it's like you're tuning into another zone. Yeah. And you can feel this thing happen and you know what to say and you know what to do. And when it's not working, it's just like the worst kind of mental hell. Yeah. It really is. You're like, what do I go? What do I do? And you're looking at this person and yeah. they look the same way. So, and I miss improv so much, don't you? So much. Yeah. Improv is like the best kind of therapy. Better than crystal ball. Sorry. Way better, better. than crystal ball. Um, it's, it's like you get to act out your craziness, right? Yeah. That's what it feels like. Totally. And like when you're in sync with someone, it's like you're both tuned into like some spiritual like radio. Isn't it? Walkie talkie frequency. And it's like, there's no, there's no better feeling. 
other than great sex, but it has a similarity. They're, they're similar. <laughs> they're, they're two different vibes. Yeah, they're two sex different vibes. Sex is like more intimate. Yeah, yeah. Improv you can share even with, with people who weird you audience. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can even have a good improv with somebody that's a weirdo, yeah. which we've done. Um, but it's, it's a magical thing, and I've even read that it's often a cure. They're starting to realize for things like anxiety and, you know, in... Um, in therapeutic situations, they'll use it because I think because you're externalizing all the all the craziness, all the feeling, all the characters you have in your head. That's mm. how it feels like to me. Yeah, like you get to be this character and then laugh about it. So I miss it so much. It's been so hard to not have that outlet during COVID. Yeah, you know we've done some improv shows on Zoom, but <sighs> Zoom is like. Zoom sucks in so many ways. Well, Zoom is just how you kill human connection. Yeah, but but it's not like 100% dead. No, not 100%. But But, as far as like improv, I feel like that requires being like in someone's aura, like being in their energy. It really does. And improv, it's like, you know, I feel like if if regular improv feels like you're getting 100% of something, Zoom improv feels like 20%. Yeah. And, but it does feel like better than nothing. Yes. Because otherwise you're just sitting at home freaking out or just watching. I watched every episode of Survivor, which I'm really embarrassed to see. I did. It made me happy because it was about a tropical place and people were doing stupid games. Here, here. I want to show Soupy. This is Soupy. She's a little, a wonderful multi-poo. She's 14. She's unbelievably sweet and cute. But she does fart sometimes. I guess all dogs do. So the show does not have a dedicated Twitter account, but you can, as mentioned before, find it on the YouTube channel, Julie Brown TV. That is capital J-U-L-I-E, capital B-R-O-W-N, capital T, capital V. Benny Lawrence does not appear to be on Twitter, but she is on Instagram at Benny Lawrence, y'all, which is all lowercase B-E-N-N-Y-L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E-Y-A-L-L. And Miss Julie Brown can be reached on Twitter at Miss Julie Brown, M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E-B-R-O-W-N. And here's another Podbean main website, justsayjulie.podbean, J-U-S-T-S-A-Y-J-U-L-I-E.podbean.com. And just like that, another episode done and in the archives, also on Google and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Audible, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Podchaser.com, Podbay, and on YouTube. That's right, you can listen on YouTube. If you're interested in gaming videos, you can find many of various types in audience age range appropriateness on my channel at Tyson Singer. Currently, I've been doing Let's Plays of educational apps, such as having to do with Peppa Pig, or the internet edutainment sensation Blippi. I've also played House Flipper, but I have yet to edit that. At any rate, thank you for listening. Tune in next week for episode 309, within which I imagine Mark Hershon will have cooked up something fantastic for you to sample and enjoy. Until then, be decent to each other. Thank a hospital worker for their service, if you should happen across one out in the world, not within a hospital's boundaries. And if someone asks you if you have heard anything good lately, or perhaps you're on Twitter and someone asks for podcast recommendations, and we come to mind, won't you please pass the succotash? You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host,
Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.